The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion approached him and appealed to him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, suffering dreadfully. He said to him, I will come and cure him. The centurion said in reply, Lord, I am not worthy to have you enter under my roof. Only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man subject to authority, with soldiers subject to me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come here, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, Amen, I say to you, in no one in Israel have I found such faith. I say to you, many will come from the east and the west and will recline with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the banquet in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom will be, given, will be driven out into the outer darkness where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. And Jesus said to the centurion, you may go. As you have believed, let it be done for you. And at that very hour, his servant was healed. Jesus entered the house of Peter and saw his mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her, and she rose and waited on him. When it was evening, they brought him many who were possessed by demons, and he drove out the spirits by a word and cured all the sick to fulfill what had been said by Isaiah the prophet, he took away your, our infirmities and bore our diseases. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, good morning. Well, the faith of the centurion. Um, I think there's a little background that I'd like to offer up on um, a centurion. So in the Roman military, this was a man who commanded 80 to 100 other soldiers. And I've read that they were selected not necessarily by bravery or valor, um, although those were important qualities, their deliberation, how they collected facts and assessed the situation, how they evaluated the alternatives. They were really um, very smart people in understanding what to do in the situation that they had, understanding all of the elements. We see that when he says, I have people subject to me. And when I utter a command, it gets done. So Jesus recognizes that this centurion has sized up Jesus. He recognizes that at Jesus' command is the elements of nature, uh, disease, the centurion has observed that Jesus has that authority and his word will carry out 
what he says will be done. And so Jesus says, what faith? Because of what I have authority in, this centurion recognizes that. So that's a feeling of what does faith really mean? Now let's go back to the first reading with Abraham, because he was such a faithful man, such a righteous man. And again, I think there's a little history as we look at what's, what's happening in the scene that we have in front of us today. At this time, Abraham is 99 years old. 99. The Lord came to Abraham when he was 75 and said, take all your things, leave your land, leave your father, and go to another land where I will bless you with descendants. I will bless you. And Abraham followed that, and he did. He, he took uh, the people that worked for him, the slaves that he had, his, his cattle, every, you know, everything that he had, and he followed the Lord to where he asked him to go. Well, that's 24 years. So he moves to this other land. Uh, there's all kinds of things that happen to Abraham. Uh, he's going to venture down into Egypt, and he has some strange things happen to him there. And uh, his nephew Lot went with him uh, when he originally left, and he is captured by some rival kings, and Abraham has to muster up some uh, military to go and rescue him. Um, he and Sarah, because they know that the Lord is going to bless them with descendants, uh, take into their own hands the idea of, well, uh, we're not having any kids, so maybe my servant, Sarah's servant, maybe she could provide a son for Abraham, and that actually happens in Ishmael. That's at 86. That's when Abraham was 86. Well, right before the scene that we're in, the Lord comes again to Abraham, and he says, okay, it's not going to be Ishmael. I'm going to bless you, and it's going to be through, it's going to be through Sarah. It's, it's going to happen. And after all these years, 24 years, Abraham decides that he's going to be circumcised. This is the symbol of the next covenant. He's, he's 99 years old, and he's going to be circumcised, and all of the men that work for him will be circumcised. This is a symbol of the covenant, and his faith in what God has said he can do. He hasn't done it yet, but he's, says he Faith, he has faith that he can do it. So all of this leads up to Abraham at this tree, and here comes the Lord, and what does Abraham do? Out of all of this, he says, please don't go by. Let me wash your feet and provide you a meal. 
That sound familiar? Let me wash your feet and provide you a meal. Well, we know the story goes on. Uh, the Lord does give Sarah a son, Isaac, and through Isaac and then Jacob, we see the tribes of Israel and we, we see the lineage to Jesus. We see we get to come in because we're part of the Gentiles and, and we're adopted in. It's a huge family that goes back to Abraham. But think of this moment in this story. Abraham, through faith, washed and provided a meal. And the Lord, in return, creates descendants as numbered as the stars, and he's washing and feeding them through the rest of their life. The Lord returns the action that Abraham did, washing and providing the meal, the nutrition. Just think of what the Lord can do and what he is doing continuously all the time. Now, it's no coincidence here we are on um, a first Saturday. When God told Abraham, well, Sarah is going to be the mother. He really started to show that he was in charge of the women that are going to provide our salvation. And it's no coincidence that the Blessed Virgin Mary is our mother, selected spiritually to provide us for our salvation. We can see that same piece in this story. I want to come back to the centurion because we're being washed and given a meal. That's, that's in response to what Abraham did. Think about those words the centurion said. This smart, level-headed centurion that knew the power of the Lord, what he could do, what was under his command. He said, I'm not worthy that you enter under my roof. Sound familiar? We say it every time before we come up and get the Eucharist. I am not worthy that you enter under my roof. It's the last words we really say, other than amen. It's the last words we say before the Eucharist enters our mouth. We're the centurion, and we're the paralyzed slave as well. We're coming to Jesus saying, my, my slave is paralyzed. I have a part of me paralyzed. I need to be cured. And that's really what's happening when we say those words and we enter here, we want to be washed and we want to have the healing power of the nutrition that Jesus gives us in his body and blood. And that's the message that we really get from this reading. It's one of my favorite meetings. The, the other piece that I really love out of here, it's our first sign of the Trinity. 
In this reading, we see the Lord comes, but then there's three men, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We see so much in the story of Abraham that is really still true and fulfilled by what Jesus did and what he continues to do really at every Mass and in our lives every day in every moment. Let's stand and offer our petitions.